When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Justin Jefferson not only has, you know, 300 yards on, on Odell, he's got 300 yards on Randy Moss, and he's got more than, than Jerry Rice in his first two years. Um, Cousins is back. You now add in Kevin O'Connell, who I spent time with this past weekend. He was at the McVay wedding as well. We're talking about Justin Jefferson uh, and just what an outstanding player he is. He's only getting better. He's only getting better. Remember, he had a huge college season. They were like, is that a one-year wonder? Can he run a 40? Goes to the combine, runs a 4-3-40 when everyone was expecting a 4-5. Has an amazing rookie season in the COVID-shortened year and then has an even better sophomore season. Um, Justin Jefferson's my number one over Jamar Chase. Okay, did did Peter <laughs> did Peter Schrager just casually mention yeah. yes. that he was at the Sean McVay wedding over the weekend, oh, getting the... drunk with Kevin O'Connell? That's incredible. <laughs> oh my god, that was great. He was uh, there too at the wedding from uh, yeah. Oh my god, that's great. was Jay Glazer there too. Jay Glazer's pretty tight with oh, a god, lot yeah. of coaches and players. I right? guarantee this, you this, this is how so. you become an NFL insider. You mm-hmm. just you get drunk with these guys at weddings and yep. And you get invited back to more weddings, and you you, know, you you don't hang them out to dry too bad with your media platform. You know? Was Schefter there? I don't think Schefter's on that type of terms with. I don't think so. No, I think he's more of an informational guy. True, you know, like he just no, no, no. I think the glaze is your best bet. Yesterday I was well, the glaze does like MMA training with yeah. these players. Oh right? God, yeah. yeah, it's freaky. Yesterday I was, I was golfing yesterday, and and there was a guy in, in my group that had like a Super Bowl towel. On it, and I was like, "Oh, what Super Bowl is that?" Just like making conversation. Goes, "Oh, I was Super Bowl in Tampa two years ago." I was like, "Oh, are you a Bucks fan?" No, I just refed in it. Just casually dropped. No, I I was just a referee in it. Like the way he like just <laughs> casually so... dropped. It's like, yeah, I actually I refed it. It was like a fourteen year NFL vet that I golfed with. He was a really cool dude. Nice. Okay. Yeah. You. So you you floated us. The, you kind of teased this via text message. So what? How comfortable did you feel just peppering him with questions? So, I mean, I did felt he, like I was... Did he put the stiff arm up at any point? No, but, like, me and my buddy that were there were just, like, we kind of felt like we were annoying him a little bit with, like, all the questions we were asking him. Um, he, he was a good dude. He, he was a 14 NFL vet. Uh, he did say uh, he's an umpire and a line judge. So he, he does umpiring okay. in, in the NFL, and he's a line judge sometimes, too. Um, he worked the Blair Walsh game. He wasn't at minicamp this week. The... Oh, he the was. Blair Walsh. Okay. He, yep, he refed. He was. Ump- he was the umpire at the Blair Walsh game. That was the shame. And the TCS. umpire stands right, so he was standing like center of the field so watching yeah. that happen. So he right? saw that ball just going wildly yeah. out of control. And oh. um, and and yeah, he said he was at. He it was interesting. He like worked in the Big Ten for a while. But he said once you get to the NFL, you don't do anything else. Like you get to the cream of the crop of like referee standards, obviously, which is the NFL. 
because I was wondering, like, well, do you do college or like even USFL or something? It's like, nope. Once you get to the NFL, you're good. <laughs> you, you didn't insult you asked an NFL USFL? ref if he works in the USFL. I said, does he ref? What else does he do during the spring? Because like, there's three. He only works three or four months out of the year. So I was no, wondering, like, got do real you, jobs. I think he just says well, if, he they, refs. if they want if they want a real yeah, job, they, they, they can, can get real jobs. So like they can. So like if he refs, then he's got a nice um, stockpile of cash mm-hmm. somewhere. What, what did he say about Kirk Cousins? He said very, very business oriented. Doesn't say a lot. Very, very keeps to himself. Keeps to himself. Yeah. He said Kirk. he said Rogers and Favre are really cool. Like Rogers is very business oriented, but also like you can tell he's he's just he's he's a cool guy to talk to. And Favre was like it was just like a, every other standard in the world, like backyard kid just playing football, like just loved being yeah. out there. Oh, I love it so. The much. genius there is the good ones work the officials well because mm-hmm. like you want them on your side. I think Kirk just Kirk just you know Kirk puts just his head down, business, goes to yeah. work. He's just kind of and he, kinda, uh, kinda the guy he is. I believe he said he's on Clay Martin's crew. So Clay Martin, who's like a, a known NFL ref, um, mm-hmm. he's on he's been on his crew like the last five years. Okay, you know that guy. Now he's obviously by having a Super Bowl towel on your golf bag, you're going to get questions yeah. like, "Oh, are you a you a football fan?" And the first question is always going to lead down a path that gets to what he does for a living, right? But right. was he sort of dreading your line of questioning because no. he just didn't want to talk about it, or was he inviting? Is the towel on the bag an invite, whether it takes two questions or ten, it was a for very, you to figure out at some point that he is an NFL it, it was a very curb your enthusiasm situation of, like, do I keep asking him more questions? Do I just, like... <laughs> and then I casually started, like, mixing, you know, golf. Like, oh, do you golf other places? You know, I kind of, like, was mixing in other, you know, non-football-related questions of <laughs> oh, yeah. massage. Come here much? Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. You know what? His, his best play, when you said... Are, are you a Buccaneers fan? Yeah. To say, yeah. Yeah. He, Love the Bucs. Mm-hmm. You Love mean to avoid, to avoid the conversation? Yes. I, but it sounds like he didn't want to avoid it. It sounds yeah. like. I love how Declan, to, to be sneaky, like, you only want to ask football questions, but to throw him off the scent a little bit, to make him feel like you care about the rest of his life, you're going to ask him, so uh, where else do you golf? You like to. He had uh, a brand new driver. You like, do you like patty melts? I was, what kind I of was like, oh, you? brand new driver. I go, oh, yep, just got it oh. last week. We were talking clubs. <laughs> I was mixing in other things. Yeah, it's very important. You got to work your scoops. Did he just want to golf? He did. He definitely did. I just wanted, I, I think I, by I the end wanted of it, you to he, shut up. I think by the end of it, he was sick of me and my buddy. I, we were even joking. Yeah. Like, I think this guy's <laughs> sick of us here. I think, I think we've, we've, we've exhausted our resources. Okay, so Des Bryant, was it a catch yeah, or no? I, I, no? What do you think? Yeah. No, I see, I, I would have just been like, hey, guys, you stay here. I'm going to tee off and just play solo for really this nice guy. Oh, that sounds that oh, miserable. I, I mean, I'm glad that you got the uh, the information that, that you did, but I'd prefer not to be talked to in that situation, to be honest with you. That's why Judd hasn't golfed in 20 <laughs> years. Oh, God, I would never golf with a group that I didn't know. I would never <laughs> join. I've never thought that that's fun. Uh, this, by the way, in case you're wondering, is Purple Daily, Daily right. Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And no matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, and home appliances. Find out more at TCL.com. I know Declan's about to yeah. uh, slap a 50-inch TCL TV on his wall in his new apartment. Hire a guy. Yeah. Hire a guy. I've actually, I've had some nice wins in the apartment this last week. I built a bar cart. I got a new bidet on the toilet. But in terms of hanging a TV, no. Uh, no. I love how you rank attaching a bidet to the piping of 
Hey, you have to like undo the C. There's some, there's some work task. in there. Some, there's some work in there. You can mess up that. that that's unmoving the water line. Oh. There is some risk involved there, okay? Coming from a guy that, that jammed a, a nail into a, a septic pipe a few weeks ago oh. and had sewage water spraying all over his oh, wife's that's office. so yes. gross. Hire a guy. So, all right, you know, you know, the world has been ablaze because of Chris Sims' quarterback rankings throughout the past month, and he has gloriously slow-cooked it. I don't even know if he's gotten to the top five quarterbacks yet. I think he's. At, I saw he had Rodgers at like six or something. Yeah, I think he's. Wow. I think we might be down to the final four or five. No, yeah, I think that's right. But week. but but his embracing of quarterback rankings has uh, sort of piqued our interest. For what can we can we bring some level of rankings or excitement about lists during this off season to mm-hmm. Vikings fans? Mm-hmm. And so I started just in my free time because I'm a nerd. Ranking the 20 current best Vikings. So not historically, but on the current 53-man roster, I guess 90-man roster during the offseason. Who are the 20 best Vikings? And I'd like to unveil 16 through 20 on today's show. I was going to say, you're going to give us all 20? Not how this works. We're going to unveil. We're going to have 20 days. Just number 20 today. We'll talk for 40 minutes about. No, I'm just kidding. So I have ranked the 20 best current Vikings, and we'll spend today, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday dissecting and discussing. Maybe you guys are going to disagree. If you guys, you know, the listeners out there want to put your own rankings out, throw them in the YouTube comment section, hit us up on Twitter. Are you guys ready? Do you have any questions? Any sort of, I just no. like to sort of throw these names out and let's see go. where we go. Let's hear them. Let's go all, right, all right, let's fire the music up and let's rank the 20 best current Minnesota Vikings. And I will say positional value matters a little bit, but I like quarterbacks are the most valuable. And then you could say left tackles or whatever, right? It was less about position value and it was more about how good are you relative to your position. So if you are the mm-hmm. best at your position, but there's another guy that's fourth best at his position, um, you know, if your position's more valuable, it doesn't really factor in. Okay. So number twenty on my list. Alexander Madison. I think he might have been higher up until last year, actually. Last year was a little bit of a struggle for for old uh, Alexander Madison. Hmm. You know, only 3.7 yards per attempt last year. But overall for his career, he's averaging 4.7 yards per touch as a pass catcher and as a runner. And that's actually higher than Zeke Elliott has been at the last two years with the Cowboys. And he's been their starting running back. So um, at one point, I think Alexander Madison would have been potentially the third best running back in this division a year or two ago. Probably no longer. You know, he's been in the league for three years now. I don't think he's, you know, ever going to be a high end starter. But you can you can rely on him for a month while Dalvin Cook is banged up. He can catch passes. He can play on third down. He can run the ball. He's a good, serviceable running back who can start for stretches. Alex Madison, number twenty. So what I'm curious about with this is among all the players that we've talked about, how the O'Connell offense is going to use them. This one to me is intriguing because like we know that Cook is being, you know, I mean, Cook's the star here and we we know that he has been at different times split out wide. And like there's a lot of things with Cook um, that you could certainly get more creative than the previous OCs did. And I think O'Connell will. But is Madison, when he replaces Cook at times, and to Phil's point, it could be for games, uh, is he going to step into that role and be trusted with the same things? Is he going to be more of just a conventional back because he's good but not probably great? So he could definitely 
in this offense increase his positioning on your list by a year from now? But I feel like we have not discussed or really thought about how much he is going to be used and used in different ways, like we've uh, certainly talked about Cook being used in different ways. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think those are all fair fair questions. And he's in his prime still. You know, he's going into year four. I don't think he's a guy that you're going to re-sign after the year. This is a contract season for Alex Madison. Mm-hmm. I don't see this front office on the hook for a lot of money with Dalvin Cook still beyond 2022. Even if you deal him, like you're going to have a lot of dead cap on your hands. Yeah. I just don't see them tying up a lot more money. Madison, for what he, he was drafted, what, th- was it third round? Somewhere in there? Was he you know, second you, or... You, might have I'll been a second. I'll runner. check. I'll check. I got it right here. But I, I don't think you should feel obligated if you find a running back and he's a, a good, solid player for you as a starter or a backup. I don't think you should feel pure pressure to give him a boatload of money. I think you say, awesome. Thank you so much for four years. You were rock solid. Let's go find the next Alex Madison. And they may have with the North Carolina kid that they drafted in the fifth round this year. Third round. All right. Third so, round Alex Madison. Alex right. Madison. Third, yeah. The. The last thing, too, is beyond Cook, I'm very curious about this one. What type of value is this coaching staff and in front office going to put on that position? And I'm not saying that the players won't be important and won't be used in different packages. But, you know, again, I really feel like the new wave of thinking in this league is not to is not to sign Dalvin Cook to the contract that, that he got from the previous um, the previous administration with Rick and Mike. And so I think you might be onto something, Phil, as far as there's a very good chance that when this team is doing their positional value charts in, you know, two years, that they're not like, oh man, Dalvin Cook, we got to sign him again, or here's the next Cook. They, they might say, let's find very talented players at that position. But really the reality is History tells us that that's not a position at which you sign a guy to a substantial contract like Dalvin Cook got. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong here. If you we keep doing the the Rams comparison thing because that's the system and the philosophy that's being brought over here. Maybe this is more of a front office comparison with Quasey, but the Rams signed Todd Gurley to a big extension. I think early in Sean McVay's tenure. Yes, I think he had been around for two or three years, and then they inked him to the extension, and it didn't work out. And he got hurt, and he wasn't the same player, and then he was gone like two or three years in. And the last two seasons, including a Super Bowl-winning season, the Rams have said, you know what, let's just kind of, you know, we can't just put anyone back there, but we'll swing a trade for uh, this guy over here. We'll go find this guy in in a mid-round over there. I don't think they're itching to get back into a Delvin Cook-like contract for a running back. Agreed. So we'll have to see what happens at that position. So uh, Alex Madison, number 20 on the 20 best current Vikings list. Number 19, we're going to go to the other side of the football. Into the trenches with a hand in the dirt. Oh, DJ Wanham, who led the Vikings last season in sacks and pressures. Eight sacks and 42 pressures last season for DJ Wanham. He also had seven tackles for loss. I think the question for DJ Wanham is, has he sort of, in in year two, did he reach his ceiling? Is he just a really good rotational player? And and, and this is going to be sort of what he is? Or is he an ascending player that has even more? Because as a sophomore in college, he had a 13-and-a-half sack season in the SEC and then never quite got back to that level. Mm -hmm. 
in his last two years in college. So there's a there's a guy in there who can get after the quarterback, and he has shown flashes of it. So DJ Wanham, 19th on my list. Don't sleep on the importance as well of guys exactly like this because the Vikings are going to have guys get hurt who are good. It happens every year to every team. Um, but I think one of the biggest talking points right now is going to be what is the, especially defensively, how good is your depth, right? Because, like, you can't expect Hunter's going to play 17 games. Be nice. And Zadarius Smith, 17 games. It'd be nice. But the reality is you're going to have guys get get hurt. And in the two players that I just brought up, you have an injury history that is somewhat concerning. So for the Vikings' sake, you better be right about this. Because, like, if he's just a flash-in-the-pan guy, and I have no idea. But, you know, if he's like, oh, man, he's not that great or he he's not that good in the new system, that's a major problem. So the Vikings better be praying that where you put him – is about right, because if that's the case, you've got a guy who certainly will provide valuable rotational depth and, more importantly, could eventually start. Yeah. Yep, I think, you know, at the very least, if this is who he is, he's a great asset for you. He's not a guy that you're going to expect to take over Daniil Hunter-level productivity, and I don't, again, I think... It's funny because in the old system, you can kind of plug him in and he can take over for Daniil Hunter positionally, not effectiveness. I don't know that that's the case in this system. We're going to have to sort of find out what, like you said, what what he looks like in this system. So DJ Wanham, number 19. Before we get to number 18, let's say hello to our friends at Valley Park Medical Clinic. Okay, guys, this doesn't have to be an embarrassing conversation. We're talking about ED. Plenty of guys all throughout the country, and we're talking about guys in the greater Minneapolis area here are suffering from this issue. And Valley Park is the only clinic in Minnesota to use the True Pulse Protocol, one of the most effective solutions for ED available. The treatments are surgery-free, drug-free, and non-invasive. I think non-invasive is a very, very good phrase to hear when you're talking about that region for men. The Valley Park Medical Clinic team will work with you in a discreet manner as well. ValleyParkMedicalClinic.com. That's ValleyParkMedicalClinic.com. Judd, you have kept the weight off for, my God, half the year here for sure. I mean, yep. when did you reach your peak weight loss? November, December last year, and now we're six months into the, the new year? Yep, and mm. that, that, of course, is thanks, it's thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers who have helped me not only take the, the weight off. I started, I believe, last October or September, uh, but they have, and this is the most important thing, helped me keep that that weight off, and yes, as you can see from the picture, the guy on the left, it looks a little bit like Santa Claus. I'm not going to lie. looks oh, a little oh, bit oh. like ho, 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 Santa Claus. The guy on the right, lean, mean, fighting machine. Why? Because of my friends. And look, right now, I want you to join because uh, the offer is this, the Simple Start Plan, only $59. It provides all the tools that you need for success including one-on-one guided support online or in person, led by the team of experts, including registered dietitians and nutritionists. Simple Start Plan, $59. How do you start? It's this simple. L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. As Phil just said, they not only help you take the weight off, and it's simple as can be, but just as importantly, or perhaps more so, they help you keep the weight off. Livia.com. If I can do it, so can you. Call them All right. today. 
the 20 best current Vikings. We are up to 18 here, boys. Mm-hmm. And he's a new addition to the team. I'm slotting a new player oh, in to this like list it. who wasn't a Viking last year. Chris Reed, Ooh, a league average right guard. And the funny thing about Chris <laughs> Reed is he's not even running with the first team offense yet. Judd, you've been at mini camps and OTAs, and he's mostly taking backup center snaps right now. He's kind of alternating in at right guard, well, but Jesse, he's not. Jesse Davis, yes. He, but the, he's not a starter right now. He no, has he's to not earn no. a spot. Correct. So here's the good news Chris Reed is a league average right guard, which is something we've been begging for for years and years here. Pro Football Focus had Chris Reed ranked as the 41st guard out of 90 last year. Ole Udo was 72nd out of 90. Drew Samia before that was near the bottom. Another thing for Chris Reed, Ole Udo committed 16 penalties last year. Chris Reed played fewer snaps, but he only committed three for the Colts in 2021. Mm -hmm. So a league average right guard is 18th. On my list, I think it'll go a long way <laughs> towards stabilizing the offensive line. I feel like you're you're placing Chris Reed 18th on your, your list is a combination of hope, which I don't blame you, and guard beer goggles because my God, like he might not be great, but you know what? He's not Udo. He's not a disaster. Um, I'll be curious to hear the rest of the list and see who who, especially at the back end, didn't make it because this might be too high. But I understand the need for hope because if they got this even a semblance of right, it changes things. If they didn't, we saw it last year, it's a massive problem. Yeah, well, you can do some math here in that, you know, there's 22 starters and I'm ranking 20 Vikings. And so a lot lot of the starters are going to be on this list. Although Alex Madison's not a starter. Yeah, and Chris Reed's not, you know, snuck in. I'm just, Mm -hmm. I want to know this. Can the center hold up? And at least decently, and I use the word decently, pass protect. And can the right guard situation just be fixed enough where it's not an eyesore? Like, we're not asking for a lot here. No, we don't need a Steve Steve Hutchinson would be nice. He's a left guard, but. (laughs) Yes, a Steve Steve Hutchinson would be great. Just a bunch of. No weak links. No weak links Mm -hmm. is what we're aiming for here. Yep. All right. Number 17 on the list. Again, technically not a starter depending on what formation you're putting out here, but technically this guy is not a starter. Okay. K.J. Osborne is 17th on my Uh, 20 best current Vikings, okay? uh So 50 catches for 655 yards and seven touchdowns in his first full season with this offense. Two drops only on 74 targets last year. That's Mm -hmm. pretty impressive. He He actually had like one of the 25 or 30 lowest drop rates of any receiver in the NFL. He never went over a thousand yards in college at Buffalo or Miami. And so I think much like DJ Juan and the question is, are we seeing just a really good solid contributor kind of rotational guy here? And this is the ceiling and that's fine. And he's effective and he's going to be a part of this thing. Or is there more? Is this a guy that with another year in a better system, is he a number two wide receiver? I don't think anyone's looking at him as, you know, a Justin Jefferson type, but does he emerge into that number two spot over the next two or three years when Adam Thielen's age continues to climb? Or is this kind of what he is? And you know, he's just he's a good, solid, rotational number three wide receiver. But 50 catches, 655, seven touchdowns for K.J. Osborne as a third receiver in a system that didn't exactly hunt for the third receiver <laughs> with their scheme. That's fair. It's pretty damn impressive. And in this system, 
they're going to run, if it's like the McVay system, they're going to run more three wide receiver sets than any team in the NFL not named the Rams. And so he's going to get opportunities. Your thoughts? This one intrigues me. Uh, One, I think it's very, very fair. I think him being at this place in your list is fair. Here's where Osborne, where I, I wonder about this one. The Minnesota Vikings, when Rick Spielman took him fifth round, right? Yes. Okay. When Rick Spielman took K.J. Osborne in the fifth round, they clearly misjudged the entire pick in this sense. They saw him as the solution as a returner, at which he was not good at all. I don't really think that there was a lot of thought given to this guy might blossom at the receiver spot, which he has done. Like, he had a good year and, and made tough catches. In some ways, I think he played a little bit more explosively, probably, the Jarius Wright role. Like, not a real big guy, but he's solid, and and I think he runs good routes, and I think he has, for the most part, reliable hands. Um, So I think 17 is very fair. This is one I wouldn't be surprised if he actually moves up. Because, like, when you think about the guys that are going to potentially benefit from what this team is going to do now— K.J. Osborne, to me, leaps off the depth chart. Like, like this mm-hmm. guy could be really good. And I don't think that that means that we are to get confused and think, oh, he should ascend to a number two. Could, could he be this? Could he be that? But don't you guys think that as the third receiver with Jefferson, Thielen, and let's say Kirk has time to throw, because Kirk, again, can throw a very nice football, I think K.J. Osborne uh, was surprising in 2021, I, I think he might start to potentially maximize those skills with this play calling in 2022. Feels like there's an extra gear to his game, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, if if the floor is a 50-catch guy who can be a nice little third-down conversion dude that, that just helps you stretch the field, great. But it even feels like there's another level that he hasn't unlocked yet. And it's hard to get you know all the targets if he's not on the field all the time with Thielen and Jefferson ahead of him. Yep. But there is, it feels like he just kind of was scratching the surface last year and there's actually more to his game. Yeah. So KJ Osborne, number 17. I agree. That's all the things one. you guys are saying system there. It feels like there's some more here and he could, he could rise up because number 16 is technically on the way down, but Uh-oh. still effective. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Patrick Peterson is the yeah. 16th best Viking on this roster. Yeah. Not the player he was. If 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 you, if you would have ranked the the twenty best Cardinals players from four years ago, five years ago, he's probably in the top five, maybe even top three in a couple of those years. So he's not the player he was a few years ago, but he's steady. He's a great leader. He has no problem seemingly helping young players, and just seems like unless we're missing something, seems like a positive force in that locker room. Um, only three penalties in coverage all year in two thousand twenty one, and even though this wasn't. Lockdown by any means. Opposing quarterbacks had an 89 passer rating when targeting specifically Patrick Peterson, which is the exact passer rating Davis Mills had last year with the Texans. So, you know, now Cam Dantzler has held opposing quarterbacks to a much lower passer rating than that even, and maybe you'll see him on the list at some point as we go forward. Hmm. But Patrick Peterson, 16th on my list of the 20 best current Vikings. So I think that's... Accurate, probably, as far as the overall game goes now, uh, because he's reliable, he's good, he's certainly not the star that he once was with the Cardinals. But I will say this, I think that for this team to maximize its potential, which which could be a playoff team, 
Uh, Patrick Peterson needs to be top five intangible-wise. Like, he is going to have to carry an incredible weight. I mean, he is and should be incredibly respected, right? Like, he is a voice in that room that is huge. He's seen a lot. He's done a lot. He he was certainly, at one time, a star player. I think playing-wise and with where he's at right now, physically, and he's probably, realistically, in his last year here, but all of that being said, I think where you're putting him is fair. I think what we can't sleep on, though, is all the intangibles behind the scenes, uh, basically showing the way he needs to be top five there. But as a player, 16, fair. Yeah, Dax, Peterson at so So give me your thoughts on Peterson at 16, then we can get go, go through these five uh, as a whole. Yeah, I, I I think Pat P is means more off the field than he does on it right now in his career. He, he's still a solid cornerback. I think you know he's a now a league average kind of guy and, and has potential to maybe be an NFL Hall of Famer. Um, but he's over the hill at this point in his career. And Cam Dantzler, when he finally got on the field last year, was pretty damn good. I'm actually curious to see where Cam Dantzler ranks on Mackey's uh, top twenty Vikings as we debut him throughout throughout the week. But Pat P, I think, means more to that locker room, and that's why he was able, he wanted to come back here. I'm sure there were other offers. Um, but I, I think him at 16 is is fair. It's pretty fair for his career. So Patrick Peterson, 16. K.J. Osborne, 17. Chris Reed, 18. D.J. Wanham, 19. And Alexander Madison, 20th, as we unveil the first five of the 20 best current Vikings. How difficult was the decision to leave, like, and you, you don't have, have to... Tell us, obviously, but like 21, 22 to 20, how difficult was that line to draw? Um, It's a good question, Judd. I don't want to give too much away. I know, I know, but I'm just saying, no, was it difficult? I want the listeners to I want the I don't listeners want you to, give it to I want salivating you to say, over the rest of my list. I don't want you to give the names. I want to know, was it difficult <laughs> to draw that line? There were some, yes, there, like, obviously like, you know, I'm difficult? leaving some starting caliber players off the list here. Okay. Because technically K.J. Osborne and Alexander Madison aren't starters. When Osborne's a starter in this offense just because they're going to run you. three wide receivers. I but, hear you. Yeah, I would say um, it was hard, but it wasn't hard at the same time. Okay. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to that step. I think there's a couple players on here, too, that I, th- I think will be on this list, maybe even halfway through the season. Okay. But I'm not going to give like too Kirk? much away. It was hard leaving Kirk off my top. Kirk's 20 a 22. List. I'm not going to lie. Just tell no. the truth, damn it. Kirk's Honorable a 22. Mention, Kirk Cousins, 2021. 20, just couldn't put so him on. Close. I just feel like you know Alexander Madison's <laughs> contributions to the offense were tough to ignore. Sorry, Kirk. And number five, Maybe a new system will vault Kirk into the top. Sean 20. Mannion, number four, <laughs> Kellen Mond. Great hope for the future. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, Kellen is Kellen Mott even going to make the team at this point? Dude, I don't know. This is such a this is there? such a good question. I have no idea. Yes, I think he's going to. Um, his head is he's swimming. I, I don't know. Like they didn't draft him, right? And and so yeah. they're not going to say, "Well, we've got a." I think he makes the team, but I, I certainly, if my life was on the line, would not guarantee it right now. Mm. Now he's learning his second system in two years and trying to get used to life in the NFL. I don't know. Well, and if he's got no um, chance here, do you just string him along and keep him? I mean, I don't, you know. Oh. Well, maybe he'll show up on the list. You'll have to see. Huh? Well, we will unveil five more tomorrow Love it. on Purple Daily. We're going to get to what are people saying about the Vikings here, including, I did not see this one coming from uh, ESPN.com here in just a brief moment, but. 
Let's say hello to our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Mm. We have discovered the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports and get a sweat on games. Uh, let's start with the pick'em games. For instance, you can pick over or under on your favorite or least favorite or players you have no emotions toward regardless, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. And then on the other side, you've got season-long drafts coming up for football games that make it so easy to run a team and just get a sweat watching Red Zone Channel or whatever. No waivers, no trades, no lineup setting. You draft a roster, and underdog will take the highest-scoring players, and those are your starters. You can do that for season-long. You can do that for individual nights of games, like tonight. you got you got both basketball and oh, yeah. and hockey games. And um, and you can find this app at the it's underdogfantasy.com and the Underdog Fantasy app. So easy, Judd can use it. And I have. That's right, kids. Not as much as Declan does, but I've used it. Dex, Dex is all in every all <laughs> NBA finals. Dex is, is just drenched yeah. with sweat constantly, just, just sweating, just watching. Just come on, Draymond, can I you pull down notes. one more rebound? Al Horford, come on. you suck. I'm done with Al Horford. I hate Al Horford. It's like, what did you, you have said, a passion about Dex, Al Horford? Dex sent a note with like 45 seconds left in that game, saying, "Well, you know, this is the last time I ever." Uh, oh, yeah. Well, and he just needed one more three from Horford. Yeah. Now he didn't get it, but it was like good spot up in the corner. I lost the, the apartment. 45 seconds. Yep. Yeah, I lost the whole apartment already. Promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100, and you can help us out, too, by using that promo code S-K-O-R. Uh, also, before we get to what people are saying about the Vikings, Judd has discovered, he's got, you know, Furious is definitely, you know, yep. George Washington on the Mount Rushmore, but you may have found the Abe Lincoln on the Mount Rushmore, it sounds like. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. In fact, I'd like to tell you a little story about my Saturday evening, which was perfect. I went to the Twins game, and on the way home, I thought to myself, you know, it is gorgeous outside. It's just a great night. And Judd Zolgad, who never sits outside, said, I'm going to sit outside and enjoy a beer, but what should I enjoy? And I didn't question the company because, of course, it was going to come from my friends at Surly Brewing. But I decided actually to return to the Furious, a tall boy can, which is my good friend Chip Scoggins can tell you. The tall boys are just outstanding. Love They're the so boys. damn good. I sat in the chair in my front yard with a Furious right beside me like a best friend, like a best friend who was returning home. The prodigal beer returned home. And I'm going to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, the summer of Surly is right around the corner. And if you're not drinking a Surly, what are you doing? And, of course, as you're sipping on that beer and enjoying it, well, show us your cans at Jay Zolgad on Twitter because we always love to see people that are enjoying a Surly beer. That's right. All right, what are people saying about the Minnesota Vikings? Like to scour the internet and just see what uh, you know, national talking heads, people inside the building. This one comes from ESPN's Dan Graziano, who wrote outside the box landing spots for Baker Mayfield and or Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. And uh, the this is a partial list of this is Dan Graziano saying this is a partial list of outside the box suggestions that he got when making calls around the league. So this is not just him saying, Oh, here's some teams I think would be outside the box ideas. These are people in the league saying, here's a team. What about this team over here? The lions are on that list. Makes some sense. Mm -hmm. Actually, Jared does. Goff's not yeah. very good. That roster is getting a lot better. Jared Goff's not the saints are on the list. Yep. Jameis Winston, pretty unreliable coming off injury. Well, probably looking for another good quarterback in the room somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then the third team on the list is the Vikings. 
Interesting. For Baker Mayfield and or Jimmy Garoppolo. Here's the write-up. They're set this season with Kirk Cousins, but could move on from him after the year. This is an example of a place where Mayfield or Garoppolo wouldn't start right away, but could position themselves as the team starter in 2023, the way Winston did with the Saints in 2020. That could be possible elsewhere, including a couple other teams as well. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, I've got a couple thoughts on this one. This is juicy. Um, one, I do not think there's a chance it's going to happen with the Vikings and Baker. But let me tell you why I think it's juicy. Graziano is plugged in. He's mm-hmm. not shefty, but he's plugged in, okay? Have you noticed he must talk to people? So the opinion of Kirk around the league must be far more like what our opinion is. Have you oh, noticed yes. how often that he talks to executives and they're always like, I don't know about Kirk. I don't. I mean, clearly, right? Because they're saying, you know, Baker mm-hmm. might fit in there eventually. So Graziano's not making stuff up. He clearly, his sources clearly don't like Kirk, which I find to be just in, intriguing. Right or wrong, I find it intriguing. But let me tell you why I don't think there's any chance on God's green earth that this takes place. Um, This current staff, O'Connell, Quasi, are bending over, I think, farther backwards than Spielman did, not to offend Kirk. And there is no way that they are going to have, that they are going to go from Kirk's best friend, Mannion is going to make this roster, to Baker Mayfield breathing down Kirk's neck. Because if you bring Baker in... The second that Kirk goes Kirk, what's going to happen? You're going to have calls for, well, just play Baker. Baker can play. Um, So I find, I think there is zero chance. I do find it interesting that Graziano's sources continually basically try to replace Kirk here. I wish I could disagree. Yeah, go You go ahead. Go first, Dex. You can't take him obviously at that 19 million. It's like, I don't know what the Cleveland Browns are going to do there if they're just going to. I don't think they can just cut him. I mean, they they would eat the 19 mil. Like, maybe they could do that. So con- from from the contract side, there's no way the Vikings will take him for the 19 millions. Basically, what I'm trying to say, um, I'm not totally against it. Uh, you need a competent backup, and Sean Mannion's not going to be it. From Judd's observations so far, Kellen Mond ain't going to be it. You need a serviceable, decent backup. I brought up Drew Locke last year, and it was mocked. And now look, Drew Locke is not going to be a guy who changes the game for you. But I feel better if you go into Lambeau and your quarterback's out with COVID or misses a game for whatever reason. I feel a lot better about Drew Locke starting than a Sean Mannion. And this team, this Vikings history, we all know about backup quarterbacks. Case Keenum, Gus Farratt, other guys have stepped in when as, when they've been asked, and they've played well, Brad Johnson. So I think adding Baker, I'm not totally against it. I don't like his character, but I'm not against it because it would give you a little bit more security behind her. This is so out of left field. It doesn't make... This is where, on the surface, this makes zero sense for all the reasons that you guys mentioned. Namely, these guys both have the the quarterbacks that they're talking about, Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo. They both have one year left on their current contracts. Baker, $19 Jimmy is more than that. Jimmy's cap hit is $27 million this year. Now, there's only 1.4 in dead cap, and so I'd have to go dig deeper on... Like how much could you save if you if the Niners just cut him? But at this point, there's no value in saving cap space because you've already gone through free agency period and stuff. So they've kind of like they've wasted an opportunity to clear some cap space. But to make these guys fit under your cap if you're the Vikings, and I can't believe I'm even entertaining this, but you'd have to restructure them 
and smooth it out into future years. So you would basically be committing to Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo beyond 2022. To what? To, 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 to replace a guy that you just signed to a two-year, $80 million extension or whatever it is? Yeah. So the Vikings, the Vikings this is the problem. Guys like Graziano and his sources and other people that look at the Vikings situation, I don't think they're wrong when they look and say, well, that's not, you know, Kirk puts up numbers, but there's just something a little off about Kirk and his teams tend to underachieve or gravitate toward 500. And so you should have your radar up for who the next guy might be. Like try it again with Kirk, but you know, in this article he says, but they can move off him after the year. No, they can't. (laughs) They can't move off him. Kirk has a full no trade clause through yeah. 2023. Yep. So the only way, and, and you can't cut him, so the only way that you can move off him is if he wants to and agrees to be traded. So I don't see this. I, I'd love to engage in this amazing reckless speculation and somehow, but I don't see a way financially. The Vikings aren't looking to bring competition in for Kirk unless it's a rookie that they draft in 2023 or something. They ain't doing it this year. You're right. So it just doesn't make sense why they're even on this well, list. I wish I could entertain it more, but I can't see a path. And this was the the uh, the conversation that we certainly had before the Kirk extension, which is, okay, replace Kirk, Kirk's gone. You are not going to do what they are doing for Kirk currently and then bring in Baker or Garoppolo. You're not. Kirk would freak out. Like they're doing everything they can to make Kirk comfortable. Um, and to Declan's point, I'm going to tell you right now, if Kirk gets hurt, they're screwed. Like, they are screwed, but they know that. Like, they are going to, they are basically banking on the fact that, to his credit, Kirk does not miss games. Such a, but why? But why bank on that? Yeah. It's not, it's not you're guaranteed in the and NFL. Because they don't want to make him uncomfortable. I mean, it's very clear what's, I, I'm not saying I agree with what I just said. I just think it's very clear what they're doing. Yeah, it's just, but like Sean Mannion, had, and I'm, I'm preaching to the choir with you guys, Sean Mannion has proven that he is not capable of starting an NFL game yep. against a halfway decent team. He yep. can't. Look at his career. So he's in the, you know, okay, cool, let's let's get you into coaching here, Sean. Let's, uh, like if you said goodbye to Sean Mannion, would he be picked up for the season? Not an off-season practice, not a, a training camp body, but would Sean Mannion be on someone else's 53-man roster in 2022? I don't think he would. Probably not. So he's an assistant coach? Yeah, he is. Yes. He is, I believe, technically now the third Vikings quarterbacks coach. I think they have two now. So from that perspective, would it be nice to have, oh, cool, the backup quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo, who's played in a Super Bowl, or Baker Mayfield? Yes, but logistically and everything else, it just doesn't, no, financially. Well, and if Kirk checks down a couple times and they're not playing well, and all of a sudden, you start to hear chants of, we want Jimmy. We want Jimmy. They're going to be like, oh, Kirk can't take that. Baker. Baker. I'm just saying. Unfortunately, unfortunately this team is, I, I think, going to very much probably go into the 2022 season with Cousins, Mannion, Mond. Uh, and that's what you're going to be with. And if, if Kirk gets hurt, you are just most definitely screwed. We'll see. All right. Tomorrow on Purple Daily, we will unveil 11 through 15 on the top 20 current Vikings list. I feel like it's going to get dicier. Can you do do a mock of who you think 11 through 15 Uh, is? uh, Yes, absolutely. I feel like it's going to get dicier, though. I feel like we're going to, there's going to come a time where there's going to be some brawls about this list. Yeah. Are you ready to talk about, are you ready to talk about Kirk Cousins on tomorrow's list? 
Well, no, because no, he's twenty two. Because he's twenty two. Yeah. He didn't make your list. I'm just trolling. Or am I? Huh? Or am I trolling? Is he twelve? Maybe he's twelve. He's twenty four. <laughs> don't don't lie. You're like, yeah, I gotta put cousins somewhere in the top twenty five, but he's not gonna make the list. I had uh we should do another segment where like Judd or Phil fight with a random cousins crusader bot on Twitter on the show. <laughs> I had someone tweet at me. Yeah, the difference between Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins is Tom Brady's had halfway decent offensive lines. Like, if you've been watching football for the last 20 years and you think the difference between Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins is yeah. offensive line, I don't know how to help you. No, nor should you. Sorry. And that was Phil fighting with a random Cousins crusader from the Internet here on Purple Daily, presented by our friends at Federated. Federated is all about maximizing team success with your business through risk management tools and resources. They've been around for over 100 years. Consider them a great offensive line for your business that grounds its culture in equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect. These four cornerstones create the foundation that supports all interactions and decision-making at Federated. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business, to protect yours. All right, dudes. Off-season means no breaks for this show here. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We'll see you tomorrow.